On this episode, a city gets its first food hall. We hear from the man who helped put it all together, from sketching out that initial idea, to finding restaurateurs, to taste testing the food. My name is James Cook. I research retail and real estate for JLL. You're listening to Where We Buy, the show about the things we buy and the places we buy them. But first, check this out. We just got a Where We Buy skill created for Amazon Echo. All right. We are going to try this for the first time live to tape. Let's see if this works. Alexa, enable the skill Where We Buy. Okay, here's Where We Buy. Welcome. You can listen to all the episodes of Where We Buy, including new episodes, as they are released. So once you have this Alexa skill enabled, you can um, listen to the podcast, stop, come back later. It's going to remember where you're at. I know I love to listen to news over breakfast. Now I could uh, listen to a podcast. Um, This skill is in the United States only, but it's coming to Canada soon. Do me another favor. If you do enable the skill and you like it, rate and review the skill at Amazon.com. Alexa, what's your favorite food hall? James, there are so many good ones, don't ask me to choose. But if you had to pick just one? When I'm in the Big Apple, I hit up Urban Space at Vanderbilt. When I'm out west, you know I'm going to be at Grand Central Market in DTLA. Nice. Good call, Alexa. I like both of those, too. If you live in New York, Los Angeles, or another major city, there's a growing number of great food halls to choose from. This is fantastic if you're a diner, But if you want to create a food hall of your own, the space is getting pretty crowded. But if you own real estate in a smaller city, there's still time to get in early on the food hall train. Case in point, St. Louis. St. Louis just got its first food hall. It's called The Eatery. I talked to Rick Spector on the phone to learn more. Rick has a good track record of leasing retail spaces, but he'd never done a food hall before in St. Louis. That's because nobody had. Rick Spector, retail brokerage in St. Louis. Rick, I was so curious to talk to you um, about this new food hall that's opening up in St. Louis. Yeah, so this one kind of came together in a unique way. So this is actually a plus or minus 10,000 square foot former restaurant space on the ground floor of an office building. It happens to also be the office building that the JLL office is in. So we manage the building uh, as well as our office team leases the building. So we started looking around at the space, trying to figure out what we should do with it, started negotiating a letter of intent with a 9,000-square-foot restaurant user to take the space, and the cost was just incredibly high. And the return just wasn't really something the owners were looking to do. Uh, the deal ended up not working anyway because the tenant went a different direction. But then we started trying to figure out a way to cut up the space to do a few smaller users. The issue with the office building was really that there was already a grandfathered in, not actual hood system, but vent shaft for a hood. And to put a, a hood system into an office building is pretty close to impossible. So what we wanted to do was try to figure out a way to utilize the existing hood shaft system that was already there, um, but split it up into, you know, two, maybe three different QSR spaces. In a traditional retail space, if you have a restaurant, 
in one of the spaces and the, you know, let's assume it was a cell phone store and then a restaurant goes into the space, uh, the restaurant tenant would create a hood for all their cooking items and part of the hood is the venting system that comes out of the top of the hood that vents out of the roof in a one-story building. Well, in an office building that's 42 stories high, it's not possible to do something like that. There isn't a way to vent it out the roof. Uh, sometimes, depending on the city, you can vent it out certain parts of the building, but usually it's pretty high up. For example, our building already had a, a uh, vent system that was in place that vented out from the eighth floor parking deck. So what we were able to do was use the shaft that was already there. Obviously, we had to rebuild it and add a lot to it, but the idea was since that shaft was already there, it allowed us to create a restaurant space on that first level where most office towers, it's a very difficult or very expensive thing to do. The idea came up to do more of a shared space. So more of a, you know, food hall wasn't really thrown around yet, but something that restaurants that could share spaces similar to like uh, Italy in Chicago or, you know, in New York as well, but anything like that. And that's how we started coming up with the idea of, well, we could probably fit just based on the layout alone, we could probably fit four different restaurant 500 to 700 foot spaces and just share all the common seating. So when we started throwing around those real ideas, um, the one of our office brokers here in St. Louis actually was at a food hall in, I forget where it was, somewhere on a trip that he went with his kids. He just happened to see it. So that's how the idea kind of came about to start this food hall. And then as soon as we said the word food hall or the term, that's kind of how it spurred into a much larger conversation. So once you determined, okay, we're going to do a real food hall here, what what was that process like of finding operators to run run the different uh, the different food offerings? That was actually the fun part, and the the idea behind doing this food hall wasn't just to fill a, a retail space; it was also to show what this office building that was built in the 80s that has a very 80s-themed, nice lobby. The idea behind this space was to show what the space in the same building on the same floor could look like. So we wanted to do something that was very open, you know, high ceilings, exposed vent work, um, very modern style of what office tenants are looking for. So to some extent, the creation of this space was really to to show what the building can do basically on the same level. So that was one element. The other element was all the people that work in our office, the, the, the options for good food downtown are somewhat limited. So we wanted to bring a few different unique categories. And so to answer your question of how we found the right operators, what we did is we started talking to the actual chefs and owners of the restaurants of the places that we normally go that aren't necessarily a walking distance out the door like you would in traditional downtown markets. They were more of a drive, but still in the city neighborhoods. Um, So what we did is we started going to these different restaurants and we got to know the owners pretty well. It started talking about, hey, we have this concept that we're trying to create, basically bring 
you know, somewhere between three and five unique concepts uh, together into one space, and that's how we're going to create the food hall. And as soon as we started having that conversation, they immediately started saying, I would love to do it, and my friend that owns the XYZ restaurant would love to, you know, I'm sure he would be a great fit as well. So we started focusing on basically different cuisine types. So, you know, we wanted to an Asian concept, a sandwich concept, um, just a unique salad concept, started focusing on what different types could coexist well. Uh, let's dig into the details a little bit. So when you uh, sign, you know, have have one of these operators sign a lease, I mean, what what's the, the length of the term on that? Is it, what are the expectations around the lease, lease terms? So a lot, of, a lot of food halls I've heard do one year, lease terms with the idea they want to make sure it's constantly turning over and new concepts all the time. We went a different way. We did five-year lease terms on all the spaces. And the reason we did that is we thought it was important to utilize the benefits of the space itself, but really cement yourself in the downtown market. Downtown St. Louis does not have what I would say phenomenal um, nighttime traffic. It's really based solely on daytime. So we wanted to make sure that these spaces were attractive to to users and could really make their money during the core hours of the day. So by signing a five-year lease, it gave them a little more time to make sure everything was ramped up to the right right levels. And, And I'll just take a quick step back. So we had some hiccups in the construction of the process. So we I joked that we leased the four spaces three times. Um, we had four users. Construction wasn't going quick enough. We had to back out of all of those and find four new users. It happened again. So right now we have three of those original four open. Um, the fourth one in the main dining area, um, we're finishing that lease right now. We have an Asian fusion concept that's won a lot of awards on, um, honestly, on some of their American cuisine. Like, they've won awards for chicken wings in the past. And that that was one of the other things that we were really focused on was, if we only have a few, we got to make sure they're really good. So the number one question people had was, what's the rent? And my number one question was, I need to try your food. It it had, the, the rent was important, but the rent was not, the driving factor at the end of the day, it was, you know, what can these guys bring? So we have a, we have an Asian fusion concept. We have a Greek Euro concept. that's a little more on the, on the lighter side of Greek and then a uh, kind of a high end salad concept. They also sell paninis as well. The fourth user that we're finishing the lease up with now is a sushi poke concept. And the hours, because I, I know, as you said, downtown St. Louis is very a daytime market. Are they going to be open for dinner? So right now the hours are 10 o'clock to 3 o'clock Monday through Friday. So we are very focused on the lunchtime work traffic. However, we've already realized that 10 o'clock is too early to open and the 3 o'clock is too early to close. We've had a lot of people already um, request that we stay open for maybe not fully for dinner, but for, um, you know, grabbing something on the way home. 
So we are entertaining that idea right now, as well as we're about two, three blocks away from the convention center downtown, and then about three blocks away in the other direction from Bush Stadium. So between both of those things kind of flanking both sides of us, we think that the weekend traffic, or at least Saturdays, um, is going to eventually be a very big part of the business. Do you find that when we add in things like this, like this food hall, that it helps increase the asking rents at the office space in the building? The office brokers have said to me, this is without a doubt um, a differentiating factor between other buildings downtown. So if we're apples to apples and we have this amazing, I I hate to use the term amenity because it's a lot more than that, but if we have this amazing elements on in our building, then I think we win without a doubt. You know, does that get us a couple more dollars a square foot? Hard to say, but it's without a doubt a differentiator. For our listeners who might be visiting St. Louis, when they get to town, they should go to 211 North Broadway. Um, It's that's the tallest building in the city, right? The tallest skyscraper. It is. It is. So it is both the newest office building built in St. Louis, as well as the tallest. Um, it's, it's very easy to notice from a skyline view. It's the one with the green roof. All right. So our visitors go there. What's, what are they getting to eat? What do you, what's your favorite thing to eat at the eatery? I really like the tacos at Kim Cheese, oddly enough, an Asian fusion concept has phenomenal tacos, but I think they're amazing. Um, but, you know, you can't really eat tacos every day. So I do find myself going to Arista, actually, quite a bit, which is the fresh salads concept. Uh, they have a couple dozen different types of salads. So I'm still working my way through the menu. That sounds great. I'm excited about those Asian fusion tacos. That sounds right up my alley. That sounds awesome. They actually have a pork belly burger that is phenomenal. You know, I've been eating a lot of pork belly lately. I don't think it's good for my health, but I love it. (laughs) It isn't, is the short answer, but it's phenomenal. (laughs) It's like, hey, is there a meat that's fattier than bacon that I can eat? Well, yes, here you go. (laughs) Bacon with a little more fat, no problem. It was a a unique process um, doing this development just because normally on a brokerage role, you either lease off a site plan or you have a vacant space that you lease. This was a lot more involved in the sense of we were in the middle of every design element. The initial layout was a a drawing that I did on, uh, you know, Microsoft Word with like painted boxes. I mean, the, from the beginning, the idea behind this space was obviously our architect designed it, but what we, what JLL did was really, I think, bring the vision to life. The, the idea of a food hall in, in St. Louis, too, is, you know, in other cities, there's, you know, they're popping up, you know, every so often. This, this was a lot of fun just because it was the first one. Um, and I'm sure there will be more to follow. I'm confident of that. But this, because it was the first, it had a lot of attention. And that was a fun, fun, uh, fun thing to be a part of. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to talk to me, Rick. Uh, this was really interesting. Absolutely. Talk to you later. All right. Have a good one. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. There are a lot of moving parts when you're putting together a food hall, even for a small one like the eatery. Finding the right mix of food operators is only the first of many issues. 
Since we talked, uh, Rick dropped me a note to let me know that they have signed the lease on the fourth space, and it should be open in a few months. The hours have changed as well. Some users are now staying open later, until 6 o'clock, to capture that going home business. Hey, do you have a retail question? There is a team of retail and real estate researchers behind the scenes at this podcast that are ready to answer your question. To ask us, leave a message on the Where We Buy hotline, and we may use it on an upcoming show. The number is area code 602-633-4061. Recon is fast approaching. That's the biggest event of the retail real estate year. It kicks off on May 20th. One of the events that I'm excited about is called Let's Get Social. Uh, It's a meetup. It's a chance to meet old and new retail real estate friends. It's uh, on Sunday, May 20th uh, in the early evening at Aria Sports Bar in Las Vegas. To get more details and to sign up to attend, go to letsgetsocial.info. I'll see you there. If you like this podcast, the best thing you can do to help us out is to tell a friend about it. Let them know they can subscribe to Where We Buy on the iPhone podcast app, on Spotify, heck, on any podcast app. Just search for Where We Buy, or they can go to wherewebuy.show. If you want to see more retail research, go to jllretail.com and click on Retail Intelligence. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at James D. Cook. Our theme music is Run in the Night by the Good Lauds under Creative Commons license. James, that was the best podcast ever. I think I'm going to go back and listen to all your old episodes. I'm hungry. Let's get a taco. Thank you.